Most people say that they want change, but few are open and willing to create it. Join me and my soul brother, Dr. Brett Jones, for a conversation that will invite you into the depths of your heart. In this episode, you'll learn what is really needed for us to become open, why stagnancy is the quickest path to dis-ease and death, the importance of listening with our full body and not just our ears, the two forces that are currently working on humanity right now, how harmony is a path to alignment, why humanity needs communion, and the one and only true path to healing. Dr. Brett Jones is on this planet to help facilitate the reconnection of humanity to heal, live, and evolve naturally. Brett was born and raised in Hemet, California with his three brothers and loving parents. He spent most of his time engaged in athletic activities and reading every single book he could get his hands on. His biggest question has always been why. This need for a depth of understanding of life and why we are here has led to a burning desire to get the most out of every moment. In 1999, life as he knew it turned completely upside down when he lost his older brother in a car accident. The trauma created by that wound ended up being one of his greatest blessings when he realized that everything that he endured during that trauma time was for him. He now lives with a sense of urgency and a relentless will to ensure that when it's his time to go, there will be no potential life remaining. Dr. Brett is a creative mind that helps shape the revolutionary energy and systems of the source chiropractic. He felt that what was missing in the chiropractic profession was a deep sense of connection, purpose, and consistent delivery of results with artfully crafted chiropractic adjustments. He filled this void by creating Kairos Training Culture, the world's largest performance training system for chiropractors and chiropractic students. When he is not serving as the CEO of the Source Chiropractic and Kairos Training Culture, he fills his time creating spaces of evolution for his two children, moments of connection with his wife, Dr. Kate Jones, and cultivating centers of empowerment for himself and others to discover their ideal self. If you're listening to this podcast, I want to invite you to join me and Dr. Brett live in Tucson, Arizona on March 26th for Soul Revival 2022. This is a full day, immersive and transformational event like none other. And it is something that humanity needs right now. So if you are craving a transformation, if you are craving a space to connect with like minds and build community, this is that space. Head to the link in my show notes and grab your tickets today. And of course, If you're listening, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please take a moment to drop a rating and review and share this episode with a friend. Every single rating and review helps get this podcast out to more people around the world. Now it is time to dive into healing codes with Dr. Brett Jones. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion and deep within your center, Therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, 
facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, welcome to another episode of Potent Truth, and we're carrying on with a little bit of family talk. We had Dr. Kate Jones last week, and this week we are blessed with the only person who has ever made it to this podcast three times, and his name is Dr. Brett Jones. Brett, welcome back to the podcast. Repeat. Let's go. (laughs) The only person I, I rarely even have people who have come on twice and now you're here three times, man. Sorry. You can't get rid of me yet. <laughs> uh, if you guys missed the first two episodes, just check out episode 109 and 230, 109 and 234 for his previous episodes on the show. Um, but today, you know, we're showing up more evolved in a different mm-hmm. timeline um, navigating different times, but also getting ready for, uh, what's going to be an extremely transformational experience for, I believe everyone involved, which is soul revival 2022 tickets for that are in the show notes. Just grab the link and grab your tickets. But, um, yeah, it's been a, I mean, this past year has been really shadowy and dark. And I know both of us have been kind of navigating our own version of that only Mm. to emerge in 2022 with a new energy, which feels fucking fantastic. (laughs) Agreed. Our first podcast was 2019. I believe it was like in June. We met in April and um, that one was on shadow. And I feel feel like that was, um, again, this uh, elusive concept that was coming more into the scene, people talking about shadow work, shadow processing, and really this this fear of the shadow and um, a lot of stigmatism being put on the shadow and or the dark side and really trying to illuminate like what the shadow actually is and why it's important to address it. And then second podcast, we went deep on mind. I I love that podcast. I was channeling for like half that podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So always grateful to be on here with you um, because one, you're a great mirror and two, you hold amazing space and three, you got awesome things to share. So um, yeah, grateful to be invited this third time and uh, grateful to be uh, introduced, reintroduced to, to your audience and I, I hope that people uh, tune in in the, in the right way, in a way of, of opening and willingness to receive. Mm-hmm. And so they will start there, you know, the willingness to receive, I think is so, so important. And yeah, it's like to give some acknowledgement to last year, 2021 did feel like a very compressive year uh, to me. And I, I, I personally found it much more challenging than 2020 um, for different reasons. You know, I think 2020, we were hit with, um, 
a lot of change, a lot of adaptation. And though for those that of us were that are ready to adapt, we did well. Um, but 2021 was like this lingering of these continual uh, patterns that were being communicated, you know, from our our major forms of media and from our government, whatever, that um, no longer uh, no longer made any sense to me. I mean, completely. Um, and then just felt like a continual compression on humanity, kind of like a like a like a stranglehold. Um, and so in that, and then being aware, like it was really hard to be a very aware, conscious person in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you you now had, you know, a year of awareness of what this was and then everything showing you exactly what you kind of, you know, in the beginning, you kind of had to reach a little bit. This could go here. Um, and then you got to see exactly where it went. And you're like, yeah, this is what we've been saying. Um, and yet still people not listening um, and or not willing to to step into their own power. And so it's just it was really hard to watch. It's really hard to observe 2021. Um, and so I feel like that's maybe what felt so compressive. But here in 2022, we have just an amazing opportunity because there does feel like there's tides, tides are shifting. Um, people are really showing their cards. Um, and you you have to you have to really try to run away from the truth now and hide from it um, and make up all kinds of excuses for it. But it's right there in front of your face. Like we don't have to go digging. Uh, it's, it's there. Um, and with that, you know, I think we'll open up, um, you know, in this first part of this is, is in healing, which is becoming more aware of why you are experiencing what you're experiencing. I have found there's, there's two main ingredients that are necessary. And so uh, I think it's important to start here because this is also what's necessary for you to receive the medicine that will be on this podcast, right? Or any podcast that Ruby does. You have to be open mm-hmm. to the information open to what is coming to you and be willing to change. You have to have an openness and a willingness. Um, So I invite everybody that is here on this podcast and whatever timeline you're joining in, whether it's a first week release or just found it somehow, some, some way in the future um, that you can ground in, in this moment and say, Hey, I'm here for a reason. I'm listening for a reason. I, I discovered this for a reason. So I allow myself to be open. And to be open, you have to be present. Right? There's, there's no openness without presence. Because if you're already thinking about something that you need to do uh, in the future, or already being triggered to some thoughts of the past, you're not open. That's, that's the closing. Right? If you're already thinking that you know what we're going to say and what we mean by what we're going to say, you're not open. So sit down, ground in, or if you're running, whatever, ground in. Be open. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open up my, I'm open up my portals of listening. Because by the way, listening doesn't just happen through the audio uh, signals, you know, reaching your inner ear, moving its way up cranial nerve aid into the, the auditory center of your brain. It's not just that. Listening is a full body experience, right? And I would say it even goes further than a full body experience, right? Then it goes into your, your extra sensory perception. So not, not just open up your ears, open up your heart, open up your mind, open up your body, open up all of you 
And then in that opening, say, hey, I'm, I'm ready to receive. And when you're in the, the state of reception, what you may find and discover is that it's not always just the words in the logical sense, but it's what is inspired within you. Right? There's that infinite intelligence that exists within you. So what's being inspired within you through the listening with all of you? And then give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to be willing to shift the perception. Because that's also another key element of healing. It's often we are misperceiving why we're experiencing what we're experiencing, that we experience disease. Right? The dis-ease is often um, in, in a symptom, in a form of suffering, in a form of pain, in a form of really not understanding why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. So what is needed is the perspective shift. In order for the perspective shift, you got to be willing. Right? And one of, my, one of my favorite quotes is, is by Walt Whitman. And this, this helped me with that willingness, that willingness. Because he was once uh, asked if he ever contradicts himself. And he said, absolutely. I am large. I contain multitudes. So you are part of the infinite. You are large. You contain multitudes. And in that multitudes is the opportunity to shift perspective in a way that becomes more in alignment with what your soul needs to heal, grow, and evolve. So be open and be willing. Mm. Beautiful way to open up, beautiful prayer to open up our conversation today. Um, and, you know, I agree the last couple of years have been really asking us to open up in these ways, um, especially last year. And as we continue within whatever timeline we find ourselves in, the invitation for a deeper, more profound depth of presence is becoming apparent. Like mm -hmm. we're being called forward to be present. No more future hopping, no more focusing solely on the future. It's about the present. It's about the here and now. Cause as these past two years have shown us, timelines can shift in just the snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. So to be open to the information coming our way and to be willing to change, you know, adaptability is how we evolve mm -hmm. and remaining stagnant is how we devolve. So we are here, we are open, we are willing, we are receptive, we are present in the here and now. And this is where we choose to anchor ourselves for this conversation. One of the things that has really supported me in expanding my presence, because I'll admit I am someone who tends to future hop. I am someone who tends to worry about the future, get anxious about the past or vice versa. And last year I learned very quickly, you know, by living in that paradigm, um, I would create dis-ease in my body. And so I began to pray the very beginning of last year. 
and I've prayed on and off my entire life. I was raised Sikh and I actually used to recite my prayers every single day. And um, my religion is very spiritual. So I'm not a stranger to prayer. But last year, the prayer was different. It was almost like guttural. It came from the depths of grief, of rage, of joy, of gratitude, of anger, of confusion, of frustration literally just on my knees at my altar, hands in my chest, praying to God. Mm-hmm. And that all of that prayer every single day last year and continuing this year has really supported me in anchoring into the infinite, into the divine intelligence that is all around us, but also the divine intelligence that is me, mm-hmm. mind, body, spirit, to connect to cultivate a deeper connection with self while cultivating a deeper connection with spirit. All to say that it now feels really safe and really nourishing to be in the present moment, to focus on the here and now, to be in prayer, um, which is something, I mean, if you asked me a few years ago, I'd be like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. Different times call for a different depth of presence. And right now we're, we're being called to go deep within ourselves and, and cultivate that depth all around us in our worlds. Mm-hmm. Amen. hundred percent. Um, a couple of things I said, I want to touch on and, and, and uh, bring a little more depth to, because I think it's important to, to spend a little time there. One is you talked about stagnancy uh, leading to a de-evolution. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Um, meaning this, um, a lot of us uh, can get lost in wanting things to be the same, right? And there's been this uh, quote that's been often said these last two years, is like the return to normal. Normal doesn't exist, right? And, and the same doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in nature. Not, nothing, nothing remains stagnant. And if it does, it dies, right? So stagnancy in itself is a form of moving towards death and moving towards sickness and disease. Um, life is dynamic. It's adaptive. It's integrating and it's constantly evolving. That is life. And so uh, to move with life, you're going to experience greater states of health when you, when you uh, are in alignment with those attributes, right? Being dynamic, adaptive, adaptive integrative, and evolving. And so um, none of us should be looking for any type of normal. There, no, again, it's, 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 it doesn't exist in life. Um, there are principles, right? There are laws of nature, for sure. Um, and in that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of variability. And so what we're looking for is actually harmony, right? It's not even balance. It's harmony and harmony is, harmony is a form of alignment that are, are you, are you in the right tone? Are you, um, in the right expression, uh, for your life in this moment? And so if you can bring awareness to that, you're going to experience, um, a lot more of the positive emotions because it's the disharmony that creates the dis-ease and often the disempowering emotions. And so um, I have to say, you don't, you don't get tired from the work. You get tired from being out of harmony with the work. Um, but when you're, when you're in harmony with it, when you're in alignment with it, you, you work all day. It's all good. But when you're, when you're going outside of the expression that's needed right here and right now, we've got to understand we're dynamic. And so the expression that worked for you last year might not work this year. The expression that worked for you last week might not work for you this week. And so to be able to adapt and um, grateful to hear that you've been adaptive in the prayer. And so have I, um, I feel like I'm, I'm just deepening in the relationship. It's been, a, it's been a practice for some time now. 
Um, and I would really say that it's something that actually there's two main shifts. One shift happened late, late summer last year. And I was going through a rough time and um, I went on a hike by myself and I was really, you know, wanting to connect, you know, some stuff to be on myself. And, and I ended up in a Canyon and I, I ended up in prayer. And in that prayer, I found the peace that was missing. Um, and when I say prayer, I think, I think a lot of people immediately, and even when you say it, a lot of people immediately go to a religious context and potentially already shut off. You're not, you're not even no longer open. So let me, let me give you something that'll help you stay open is when you hear prayer, think intention. Also think communication. Something that I do um, suggest that you start to, um, at the very least, be open to is that life is bigger than you. <laughs> it's bigger than the small you. And um, that small you is, is connected to a larger intelligence. And that larger intelligence, that universal intelligence, is within you. Um, so you are part of it. You are part of the infinite. Um, so to bring clarity to this, uh, I find it interesting, right? That about the same level of telescope that we have to see outside of ourselves, right, into the cosmos, into the galaxy, into the star systems, into all of that, is relevant to the same level of microscope we have to see the small within ourselves. So what's that mean, right? It means that the same infinite nature that we're able to discover outside of ourselves is equivalent to the same infinite nature that we're able to see within ourselves, to seeing smaller and smaller particles, quantum particles, and all this stuff. So we are that. Now we are here having a human experience without a doubt where we have the feeling of individuality. And I, I do believe I went more into this in uh, the podcast number two, uh, which, which Ruby mentioned um, uh, in the start of this introduction. But what shifted for me, um, so just being a little clarity that we are part of that infinite, that infinite system is within us. Um, what changed is I had been in the habit of prayer, speaking from myself, calling out to God, to source, to intelligence, to love, to the divine matrix, to whatever you want to call it. There's an organizing force that exists within our world, right? And so whatever you want to call that organizing force, call it a name. It doesn't matter to me. I had been in the practice of voicing my intentions, voicing my gratitude, uh, voicing my love, and voicing my feelings, like a, like a, a radio signal going out, right? just going out. What shifted was it moved into communion. So instead of that one way that I felt like I was continually having, it became a two-way. It became I would speak and I would feel the reception. I could feel when my prayer was in alignment. I could feel when I was praying from the right place. You talk about the guttural response. I could, I could feel when I was in the prayer and when I was outside the prayer. So in that prayer, it was no longer just me voicing something out, sending out my good vibes, sending out my good energy, sending out my good intentions, sending out, you know, my prayers for my life. It was, I'm praying with God. And as I pray with God, I feel when it's received. And what I, what I often get an image of 
is this like integral web. And so, you know, I'm a body worker chiropractor. And so uh, work a lot with fascial systems, which is that web-like covering that is in everything. So, it, you know, wraps your organs and your muscles and into the osseous system and the bone structures and really all the way down into the cell through something called the integrin actually interacts with your cellular, uh, your cellular matrix, intracellular matrix. So fascia in everything, right? In our body, that same fascial network exists in nature. In the ground, through mycelium network, um, and then uh, in the air, it's through the other particles and interactions with the particles. But what I get an image of it in this communion, and as I'm communicating with God, is that when it's received, it's almost like if you were like a, a drop that happened in the bucket, and you see the ripples just go to the outer edges of that bucket. I envision that web, and like a a, 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 a tap just hit that web that interacts with all of life. And then as that prayer is in that alignment, is in that harmony, is in that presence, is in that, that feeling response where I can feel into God, that when it hits, that web is adapting. So I may not always see the direct response, but something shifted, right? That the world is already organizing in alignment with the prayer. So if I'm calling on, uh, you know, greater opportunity to share the message and, and new relationships that foster the growth of my medicine and the ability to share and calling on mentors and calling on guides and calling on support, I feel it when I'm in the prayer. I feel that web adapting, integrating, evolving to, to bring forth uh, my soul into greater evolution. And in that you get to realize the power of our word, the power of our thoughts, the, the power of our, of our, of our human spirit um, in motion through our soul. And that communion has meant everything because I feel like, you know, what I was feeling a lot in 2021 was a sense of isolation um, in many ways. Cause you talk about, well, one, I, I made a move with my family. We moved to Tucson, Arizona from Oakland. So we moved here with no community. So there was that level of isolation just from a, an actual physical community uh, perspective. But I also feel like there um, was forms of isolation in being a highly aware individual that when you are highly aware of things that are happening um, specifically through reading tone, which you know, you know, I think that's what a great facilitator does really well. It reads the tone because some people say things, but their body doesn't match with the words that they're saying, or they're saying it in a different tone. And so you know, oh, you said you're okay. You're not okay. Um, you said it's all good, and it's not all good, you know, or vice versa. Right. Um, and so when you're able to sense tone, when you're able to be aware uh, at high levels. Um, and see things often uh, and know things before other people get that deeper sense of knowing themselves, it can feel isolating, right? Because you're of this awareness of, of what's going on, yet others aren't seeing it yet. Um, and so in that, you can also feel isolated. So from this isolation, and I think this void that was created and this longing for connection, um, a communion happened with spirit. And now uh, it's at a, it's at a phase that I I always feel like I got somebody I can talk to. You know, I always feel like there's there's somebody that can listen. Um, 
that there's somebody that's willing to hear me. And there's somebody that's also answering those prayers. And as the prayers have gotten stronger of knowing when it's you're in the prayer, um, I am seeing things happening very fast and just feeling so grateful and so honored and, and so loved by, by this, this energy that we're all a part of. Um, and it's always been there. I feel like that's, that's, that's what's so interesting, you know, for all of us, it's, it's always been there. It never left you. Um, there's a quote by BJ Palmer, the developer of chiropractic is one of the ones that hit me. And it's a, it's a long phrase, but in it, he says the the master maker, um, never left you stayed on the job as your innate intelligence. And often, uh, we just, it's like a lot of what we, when we feel those things, because we're feeling disconnected from that. And in the lowers of lowers of the emotions of your sadness, moving into depression, often what happens is you're, you're so consumed by your ego because you can't think outside of yourself. And that's what gets really hard. Um, I had a friend, uh, Annalise, share this with me, you know, because, you know, the ultimate form of depression will often lead to suicide. And uh, she shared um, one of the most tragic forms of death is suicide. And the reason for it is that when it happens, you are revealed how perfect your life was and you can't get it back. it's hard mm. yeah and that that vibration it's been around me a lot you know and i've seen people go through that and uh luckily i've been able to help a lot of people in that situation been able to help myself and i've and i've seen people that that didn't get that and so you know the hope is um through the power of prayer you know that people can build that communion so they don't feel alone and even in that practice, when it's hard, you know, there's, there's still something there, you know? And so, um, yeah, for those that are listening and that hear the tone now, know that in your life, um, you're never alone, never alone, even when you feel it. And that your willingness and your openness to, to stay in that prayer, to stay in that practice, is what can bring you back. Mm. Beautiful so much truth and I feel that deeply in my heart uh been there many times and you know even last year last year was a really really dark hard tough year for me and it's why I reached out for prayer what was interesting is I remember reaching out to different people but just very faintly um because when we're in that space of separation, because that's what it is, right? It's a space of separation. It's a state of separation that we get into. It becomes really hard to even muster up the desire to connect to anything, mm -hmm. to anyone. And it felt like so many people in my life were kind of going through their own version of the separation which is why I started leaning into God and leaning into prayer and leading into mm -hmm. my guides and my ancestors and my lineage and just being with that. And what's even more interesting is what we see in our external world right now is, is separation is division. Mm -hmm. 
and it's the continued separation, the continued divide. But what's really happening, it's not, it's not man versus man, it's man versus self. And we're seeing fractures within people, fractures within community, within families, but also within people, within individuals, because that's where the fracture begins. And so this call for communion, the prayer, it's really about finding that space of of connectedness within self, between ourselves and our highest selves and God, whatever you believe. Mm -hmm. And from there, the fractures outside of ourself can begin to heal. Mm -hmm. You know, people are so quick to want to find external solutions and external remedies and, and place all their trust in something outside of themselves when this has nothing to do with that and everything to do with us and how we choose to move forward in our lives and in our divinity and in our devotion. So you know, to anyone listening who's, who is struggling during these times, just remember that one, you're not alone. And, and two, to really lean into this time as an opportunity to cultivate a, a deeper form of communion within self, to connect with God, to connect with the energies around you and to know that it, these fractures that we're feeling, they can be healed and they don't have to be healed by external sources. They can be healed and they will be healed by self. Mm -hmm. It all begins with self. And, you know, Brett and I, obviously Brett's entire work is, is built around this. And a lot of my work is built around this and we've experienced it in our own lives, you know, healing, healing that word in itself is such a buzz word that is used so often without the full understanding of what it entails mm -hmm. and the actual process of healing, I always look at it as a multi-layered, multi-dimensional process. And, and we as human beings are constantly healing constantly because we're constantly evolving and, and having new things to heal. And so this journey of life is really a journey of healing that we're on and the greatest work we can do, I believe, is to devote ourselves to devote ourselves to our own healing. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, believe it or not, it's simple. It's simple. So, I'd like to go into healing and go into it from a simplicity because there are principles of healing, just like there's principles of health. And I believe I've talked to principles of health on this podcast before. So we're going to principles of healing and make it simple first, because you can always add stuff to it, but there is principles. One you already mentioned, but I'll start here. Two main forces that exist in um, this dimension that we're all operating in, this third dimension. Know that in the third dimension, there is polarity, right? It, it gives contrast and it helps provide um, context for the time and space um, predicament that we are all working with uh, in the third dimension. So with that polarity, there's two main forces that are working on humanity. Uh, this is love and this is fear. Right? So 
Love is the main ingredient required for healing. Main ingredient. The main ingredient is love. Love is a unifying force. Right? So when you are in love, you are experiencing greater forms of unity and connection. In fear, you often experience isolation and disconnection. Love is in harmony. Fear is in disharmony. Love will create greater levels of health and healing. Fear will create greater levels of sickness and disease. So even from a principled perspective, I mean, and again, I, I take all my actions based on principle. And I think that's actually been one of the, the biggest downfalls that we're seeing of humanity right now is people don't know what their principles are. So you're wondering what choices do I make for me and my family's life? If you don't have any principles, you're just wavering, right, in a storm. And you'll go wherever the drift is going. Um, but your principles provide the anchor. I make my decisions from this core, uh, core belief, core values, and really principles. What I'm telling you right now, this healing that I'm talking about right now is a principle. If you want to heal, you got to do it with love. It can't be done with fear. Healing does not happen with fear. The opposite happens with fear. Dis-ease, disharmony, disconnection, isolation, suffering, sickness, and disease. In healing, you have harmony, love, connection, optimal levels of, or increasing levels of health. So from a principal perspective, you got to take a look at the last two years. Have people been promoting healing or have people been promoting sickness? Well, if your messages are all in fear, I'll tell you right now, they're creating more sickness than they are creating health. From a principal perspective, done. Right, you can add all the other bullshit you want on it. it doesn't matter. Um, and so you got to look for what what is a unifying message. Right now, we're getting a lot of segregationist message, and people don't want to fucking address it. If you are telling me the way forward is through segregation, you're in a principle of fear, which is you're creating disease and sickness. Period. You have to move forward in unity and respect for other people's ideals and ways of life. And so uh, a segregationist belief will always lead to greater levels of sickness, period. Um, so again, you look, look at the measures that have been taken. You know, um, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. They've told you to stay a certain amount of feet away, right, from other people. The electromagnetic sphere, and this is study, go to heartmath.org, I think it is. So this is scientifically studied. The electromagnetic field of the heart, which is the largest electromagnetic field of any organ of the body, resonates up to six feet off the body. In order for you to be in each other's field, you need to be within six feet. What's the importance of being in each other's field? Well, that is where that feeling mechanism and energetic upgrade through love happens. If you want to destroy somebody's mind, the, 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 quickest, the quickest way to do it is to put them in isolation. That's what they do in jails and in, in prisons. You put somebody in solitary confinement, and that's how quick you can turn somebody psychotic. 
and have psychotic breaks. And so what we're, we're experiencing is not just uh, mental sickness, right? And mental dis-ease, it's both. You can't have one without the other. If somebody's experiencing mental disease, um, they're going to be experiencing physical disease as well. I would say 80-90% of physical disease is due to mental disease. So um, you may not see it all yet, but that's the process that's already happening. You know, they're doing studies where you have increases of, of, of uh, depression within the children, upwards of 30 to 40% increases. You know, uh, people thought not, not as mildly uh, depressed, I'm like moderate to severe depression in children. What's that do to a human body? Uh, there's big studies that came out as I think it was fear being one of the second uh, leading factors leading to moderate to severe disease with COVID-19 uh, outside of some of the physical factors, right? Uh, obesity being, I think, number one. I think fear was number two. So like this isn't this isn't me just going on some spiritual rant. This all this stuff is studied. Look at fear, fear physiology, fear psychology, what that does to the human body, and what that does to the human frame. So if all your people, right, in quote unquote public health, which is really public sickness, is promoting messages of fear, promoting messages of isolation, promoting uh, measures of distance, they are continuing to perpetuate a system of sickness. And that's what this system is. And that's what I think a lot of people hopefully are awakening to. Um, I'll, I'll give credit to the, chiro the chiropractic profession. We've been talking about this shit for a long time, you know, for a long time. Since the beginning of chiropractic, the, the medical profession tried to extinguish us. And there's actually a, a court case. It was like uh, John Wilk versus the AMA. And I think it closed in the late 70s. Um, where they discovered that the medical profession was actually putting out propaganda uh, to keep people away from chiropractors. Um, and then all those documents had to get leaked and it, it, it became very apparent. And then all that stuff shifted. We got Wil Wilk versus the AMA. I think it was 1976 that that case closed. Uh, but so from the beginning of time, medicine has had this thing against chiropractic. The chiropractic has been very aware of this pharmaceutical sick system um that they're not and that's why they don't talk about healing they, they won't talk about healing because they don't want you to heal that's why there's no cures they don't want you to heal they want you on medication and they want you on it for the rest of your life and that they benefit and profitize from your uh sickness so um we'll bring it back to healing so there's there's kind of the collusion that happens in health but healing is actually simple right we talked about the two main forces one being love one being fear. And then all you got to do is what are all the things that are resonant with fear and what that creates? What are all the things that are resonant with love? Um, if you want to move towards greater states of health and healing, you got to move towards love. Okay. So what is healing? You know, the definition I have for healing is, is revealing your wholeness. That's what happens with connection. That's what we're kind of already talking about with communion. In the depth of your communion, you realize that you are that. You're not just this isolated individual being that identifies with some type of name and job position and title and blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's part of you, but that's not all of you. It's actually just a very minuscule piece of you. Um, you are the infinite. And so often when we're experiencing great levels of sickness and disease and the lower vibrational emotions, we, we feel separate from right we feel we feel the individual uh we feel the isolation and so when we have greater levels of healing we reveal our wholeness 
Our wholeness, yes, as an individual, right? There's no piece of you that's missing. You're, you're whole exactly as you are. I don't care if you're amputee or whatever. You're whole. As a being, as an essence, as an energy, you're whole. And not only you're whole as that individual being, you are, you're, you're all of it. And so when you heal, you reveal your wholeness. I've learned that a lot of our pain, right, uh, our suffering, our symptoms, and our sickness are all lessons that have yet to be revealed. So that's the flip in perspective that you have to have on it. Because most of us, when we feel into our things, right, we're feeling our sickness, we're feeling blah, 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 blah. We immediately want to judge it and make it something negative instead of realize, holy shit, I am part of this this beautiful intelligence that organizes all of life. And then if I'm experiencing this, it's trying to tell me something. It's trying to show me where I'm out of alignment. It's trying to show me where I'm out of love. It's trying to show me where I'm out of connection. It's trying to show me where my expression is off, right? Where I'm not in harmony. And if I listen, I'll catch it as a whisper, right? Because most of these lessons, they start off quiet. But if I, if I neglect it, if I disregard it, if I don't acknowledge it, it grows. This, again, could be a physical pain. This could be um, an, an organ system sickness. This could be an expression of sickness to a virus. Like, you fucking name it. I'll tell you this. For those, and this is, this is sad. This is sad for me. A lot of the programming that's happened you know, through corporate media is they tell you, based on this sickness, all of these things, worst case scenarios, blah, 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 blah. You might need all this. And so as soon as people now get a fucking common cough, they've already gone down the fucking line of fear and anxiety that could lead them to the hospital on a ventilator or dying. And guess what? If that's where your mind goes, your body often follows. So why is it those that have been strong in their faith, those that have been strong in their health, those that have been strong in the love, that have been strong in the connection, have no fear of this. It's exactly that. Because it's fear that attracts it. It's fear that, fear that puts you down that path. So in healing, we've got to always find our way back to love, no matter the circumstance. And I'm not saying it's easy to do, but I'll tell you what's made it easier is the prayer. Because with the prayer, that's, that's how I always find a way to find the lesson in my day. So when I pray, I'm always finding ways to be thankful, right? No matter how hard the day was been, no matter how much I hurt, no matter how much pain or suffering I felt that day, I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, spirit. Obviously, I'm feeling this way for a reason. Nothing is just random in the universe. So obviously, I'm feeling what I'm feeling to go through something. Often, it's our ascension, by the way, that is the most painful, as I'm discovering more and more now and with these greater levels of awareness. When you're up-leveling right, to a, a new way of being, that is a reorganization of your whole energetic geometry. And in that reorganization, you will experience the the feeling of loss the feeling of 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 sometimes like a lot of the shadow stuff that hasn't been fully integrated um the feeling of a stretch of a new capacity 
And all of that can bring up a lot of shit. And so thank you for providing these challenges that came my way today. They're new challenges. So obviously I'm growing because if I was getting the same challenges, then I'm staying the same. So thank you for the new challenges I'm growing. And thank you for trusting me to be able to still show up. Thank you for trusting me to still be in the prayer. Thank you for trusting my ascension. Thank you for trusting my elevation. Thank you for providing the space for me to grow, heal, and evolve. Thank you. Damn, it was uncomfortable today. (laughs) Good thing I'm not just seeking comfort. (laughs) I'm seeking growth. And in growth, you'll often find the discomfort. Um, So, again, it, it all comes back to perspective. When we can get symptoms and we all will. So healing is not saying you're going to be symptom free. That, that is a, that is a misperception. Um, and you'll find out how false that perception will be very quickly. Healing mean does not mean no symptoms. Healing means a greater understanding for your symptoms. And it, it's revealing why they're there, giving you an opportunity to shift perspective and build a different relationship with it. A relationship that can be positive to your well-being. But as long as you're negative on why you're experiencing, why you're experiencing, what you're experiencing, you'll continue to experience the sickness, the disease, the suffering, the fear, and all the things that go with it. So I've always said, um, in anything that comes up, and this is this is I, this might have got brought up in the last podcast. This concept of truth, even right, truth varies based on perspective. And you can say, oh, so it's true, 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 true to what? You know, who's 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 having the perception of whatever truth you're talking about? What happens is an experience. I had an experience. Based on that experience, I have choice on perspective. That is the gift of the human, right? Uh, The evolution of consciousness that happened from animal to human is that higher uh, brain functioning through the mainly the prefrontal cortex. And in that prefrontal cortex, we were blessed with choice and reasoning. You know, animal acts a lot on instinct. Plant life is more on adaptation. It just is. There's not a lot of all this heady shit that we experience. It's not plant life. It it is, and it's adapting. And then you have mineral life, which was organization. So you start from X, and then you have energy. Then you have mineral form, which is the combination of energy particles. And then you have uh, vegetation and plant life, which is now, now has adaptation, not just organization, adaptation. And from adaptation, you have animal. From animal, you get instinct. And from, from animal, you have human. And from human, we get uh, this reasoning choice. And so the blessing is, I just had this experience. How do I want to perceive it? If you perceive it negatively, you're moving into the fear vibration. You're moving into the, 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 the disunification, the disharmony. If you choose to perceive it as empowering to you, and it is choice. I don't, again, you name a situation. I understand some are fucking hard, especially when you're fucking in it. Like I just went through fucking abuse. I, I'm not, I, I don't want to fucking see this as empowering right now. I feel like I was fucking traumatized and I might take my entire life to get fucking through this abuse. Right. I get it. I've been through a lot of shit myself. And I will say this. The sooner you get to choose the empowering perspective, the, two, the sooner you get into that knowing, the quicker you're going to start the healing process. If you choose to not, like I said, be open and willing. If you choose to not, 
you'll, you'll, you'll ignore the healing process. And I'll tell you right now, you'll be in a continual perpetuation of disease and suffering. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with siblings, right? I've seen it happen with, with parents. I've seen it happen with partners. They go through the same experience. One shows an empowering perspective. One shows a disempowering perspective. I see this with my brothers, right? We both lost our brother. We both lost our mom. We both, all of it, right? And I've seen how some really struggle with it to this day. Aren't willing to have the conversations. Aren't willing to, to go through the healing. Don't even want to talk about it. And what that's done. And I, I see it for myself. And I'm not saying it's fucking easy. It's hard. But I continually, continually effort to choose the empowering perspective. And that empowering perspective will always move me closer to love. And with love, there's an understanding. And what you'll find out in love is unconditional. And love to be unconditional, that means regardless, regardless of circumstance, regardless of experience, that I have to choose love. And in that, right, and in that, what do I also get to experience? I get to experience the growth of understanding. I get to, to experience the growth of compassion, the, the growth of empathy, the growth of, of abundance, the growth of, of moving past suffering, which is the mental anguish we put on top of our pain, the growth of connection growth of relationship, the growth of communication. And so choice. We all have the choice to heal or to not heal. I've often seen that when we make the choice to not heal is when we want to feel something other than what is. It's another big one, right? And you'll see that often in the, the Western medicine paradigm is people are choosing to utilize a pharmaceutical drug to feel something different than what they need to be feeling to actually learn the lesson, right? Well, if I numb this, right? If I try to shift this symptom, I just don't want to feel this symptom anymore. I just don't want to feel this feeling anymore, right? So psychotropic drugs, opiates, you fucking name it. High blood, I got high blood pressure. I just don't want high blood pressure because that might lead to heart disease. Why do you have high blood pressure? Because you're stressed, it's because your work environment, it's because your family environment, it's because of da, da da da. Again, if you just take the pill and you don't make the adaptation through the lesson, you're not healing. So you might feel a certain way. So how much does us feeling a certain way have to do with the healing? It has very little to do with it. It has to do with feeling what we're supposed to be feeling. Meaning that me feeling good does not mean I'm healing which is hard for a lot of people, right? Often, you can contest to this, healing doesn't feel great. But in that, we're learning. We're learning. And on the other side of it, yeah, fuck, yeah, you got a new, you got a new appreciation for the joy, a new appreciation for the happiness, a new appreciation for the connection. You know, a new appreciation for the positive because you were willing, you were willing to feel what most won't. And I hope I can shift that, you know, I hope I can shift to that people be, are becoming more willing. So that is a big part of healing, being willing to feel what needs to be felt. 
being willing to feel what needs to be felt and not needing it to be anything different than what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why to this day, combo is still one of my favorite of all the sacred medicines because it's the one that doesn't let you escape. It's the one that doesn't take you off into a journey. It's the one that brings you so deep into the depths of your body. You can't escape at all. There's no way out. You're in it. Um, and it's through that that we heal. Um, great teacher. Actually, great, great teacher. That's why women like the cold, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So some, some people do it through that, that frog medicine. Some people do it through cold uh, yep. exposure. There's no escape. Like when you go in cold water, you're going to feel the cold water. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's what it is, right? Um, that's why I like rape. Um, it's, it's an experience that you're going to be with it. Um, but yeah, so many people are you, you looking for medicine to take them outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. Instead of, no, this is exactly where you need to be. This is exactly mm-hmm. what you need to feel. And I'm so grateful that you've um, been expanding in that field and um the medicine now you can offer others uh, it's beautiful thank you um wow what a what a beautiful conversation and sadly we are coming to the end <laughs> this always happens anyway we're just getting started but yes but the good news there's the more. good news is there's more and yeah. you can experience this in person in Tucson, Arizona, at Soul Revival 2022, which is March 26th. And as I said, the link for that is in the show notes for this podcast. So please do go secure your tickets, join us live, connect with us live. Let's let's pray together, let's heal together, let's dance together, let's transform together. Let's just be in communion with each other for a very, very special immersive experience we'd absolutely love to see you there do you have anything to add to that about soul revival absolutely so you know this event was something that was originally planned in 2020 uh ruby was on the original speaker list in 2020 um you know shit got sideways uh we got shut down by the venue at the very last second and you know with everything that was happening it was scheduled for i think it was march march 20th or something on the march 21st 2020 um and so, um, yeah, so it was originally scheduled then. And then I, I did that event solo, uh, for six hours online, <laughs> which was a crazy experience. And then, uh, last year Ruby was able to join. We did a small group hybrid experience. Um, you know, and, and it was beautiful. And then we've been waiting for this, you know, so this is two plus years in the making now. Um, and exactly what we've been talking about through this podcast of community, of connection, of love, of harmony, of principles of healing. That is what this event is. And so if you're in this conversation and you're, you're listening and you're open and you're, you're inspired or you're challenged or whatever's coming up for you, and you say, I want more, and actually I want to be in person for this, this is the event for you. Um, you know, bringing some of the most talented just human beings, really, um, that are in my field, uh, all together to facilitate uh, a full day experience where we get deep on all this, you know? So we got, you know, Ruby speaking, uh, Daniel DiPiazza, 
a brother of mine, uh, Charlie Rocky, will be there uh, speaking as well. Um, my wife, Dr. Kate Jones, which you can check out on, on last episode. Um, and then the rest of uh, the lead facilitator team I have with my company called Kairos Training Culture uh, will be speaking as well. A lot of talented people that hold incredible space. And so it'll be a variety, you know, of experiences, of transmissions, of, of dance, of celebration, of healing. And, and I think one of the big things that's been coming through is like what a lot of people need right now is a greater sense of community. And so what I'm really excited about for this event is getting just so many beautiful people together and the relationships that can be forged through this event that um, there's going to be just as inspiring, beautiful people in attendance as there will be on stage. And so um, the abilities to connect with people that are in alignment with wanting to be more in love, wanting to be more in harmony, wanting to be more connected to nature, wanting to be more in alignment with their prayer, all of that. Um, to all be together so that we can start to form these, these better networks um, and connect with, 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 with beings on a, on a similar mission. Uh, Cause we all need it. And we need these gathering places. We need these healing spaces. You know, healing was always done together in ceremony. And so um, this is a ceremony. It's a full day ceremony with, with, you know, some of the world's best uh, healing facilitators and it's called healing codes. And so, yeah, if you can be there, I'd love you to be there in the event link. You'll also see if for whatever reason you're unable to travel there, maybe you're listening internationally and it's really hard for you to get here right now. Um, you can purchase the recordings of all the speeches. And so um, if you got a lot from this, I imagine you'll get a lot from getting to hear how everybody contributes at that event. Um, and so uh, we made that affordable for those that want that as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for this space, Ruby. Um, I always appreciate being on here with you and, and what comes through. And I feel like I even deepened in, in the healing codes um, just from being on this podcast. So thank you. Mm, thank you so much for, as always, for sharing your presence, for sharing your depth and um, for creating soul revival, because this really is going to serve as an opportunity for so many people to feel reconnected. So I'm grateful. I think the name finally too. Yeah. That's interesting. Soul Revival came out in 2020. I don't think it made as much sense. I think it fucking makes plenty of sense now. Yep, it really yeah, does. There's, there's a revival fucking needed. Yeah. Yep. Um, to everyone listening, thank you so much for joining me and Dr. Brett on another episode of Potent Truth, where we're taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. Please do join us at Soul Revival 2022, March 26th in Tucson, Arizona. The link for that is in the show notes. If you appreciate today's message, please share it with a friend, drop a rating and review on iTunes, and then make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho family.